Hey everyone, this is Chris and Sandy Ben with the Chris and Sandy Show. We'll get up close and personal with some amazing guests throughout the entertainment industry. And today, like I say on every episode, we got a yes. great one for you. Who do we have? We have the Latrell family today. We have Brian, who is a member of the world famous Backstreet Boys, his wife Leanne, and of course Be their son Bailey. And we're so thrilled to have them on yes. the show Super and just excited. to get to know a little bit of their past, their present, and their future. And they're all right there. So yes. Welcome to the show. Welcome. Thank you. Yeah, thank you guys for having us. And uh, it's a pleasure to meet you. Thanks for having us. Same here. Now, I'm going to start the show a little different than I normally do. Yeah. Um, I, I, I know where y'all stand in your faith because it's like us. Yes. Um, how has faith played a role in how you live your life, music, and all that? That's a good one. Well, uh, mm, I would have to say the answer that, I mean, if I may take this one, yes. we can all answer it as a family. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's one way. That's one way. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I guess for me, um, I always use um, my faith as like a compass uh, to direct your path. Um, right. You know, we we always uh, we are praying. We're a praying family, um, and the fact is, is that you know God always has a purpose in our life. And with that, um, it's just kind of that faith is always that compass. Uh, my yeah. mom, my mom told me years ago. You know, when I left to become a Backstreet Boy, she was like, "Listen, son, you can get your feet wet, just don't drown." And wow. Wow. You know, some of the best advice that I'd ever gotten. Uh, at that time, and I was, you know, I was 18 years old. I was Bailey's age at that time. You know, wow. so our our faith, I think, as a family, has always kept us uh, kept us together, and it's kept us grounded as well as kept us focused. So that would be that would be. I would say humble too, like. Yep. Oh, okay. And can you turn the mic up a little bit? Absolutely. Yeah, just a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I hate to. Here, you got it. Just a dad. Yeah, yeah. much better. That's much better. Absolutely. Just trying to make it where we're about even with uh, everything. Yes. <laughs> um, now let's let's take y'all back, way back. Of course, um, BB before Bailey, right? When when your cousin Kevin called you up and said that they wanted he wanted you to audition as the last spot on the Backstreet Boys. What were your first thoughts? And and could you even imagine what was going to happen? Uh, the answer is I was I was in shock and no, I could not imagine. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it was um, I mean, it was a it was a life life changing event. Um, I was in my U.S. history class, my sixth hour wow. of the day. Uh, right. And uh, I get a call, you know, I get a call to go to the office and I thought I was in trouble. You know, I, thought, <laughs> I, thought I, was, I was like, what did I do? I didn't do anything wrong. So uh, <laughs> I uh, I go to the office and it's my cousin, Kevin. And he's like, hey, Brian, what's, what's going on, cuz? And I was like, Kevin, what are you calling me here, you know, at school for? And he was like, well, I want you to come to Florida and, you know, try out for this band. And And I was like what you know i was like, shocked and i was like hey can you give me like 15 minutes because this is the last hour of the day and i'll be home in like 15 minutes so can you call me at the house and so uh you know i get i get to the house i run to the house and of course you know kevin is notoriously late i'll say that he's not oh, wow and he's notoriously <laughs> late i think the backstreet boys fans know that uh, mm -hmm. oh i was waiting for him to call and he was like an hour late and i was like <laughs> <laughs> oh no, I missed the gig. I missed the opportunity of my lifetime. Oh wow. He finally calls and you know, it gives me the spill and I was like, why not? You know, I mean, what I mean, what could it hurt? Um yeah. leave and I think I was I was ready at that time. You know, I was watching my older brother. I have an older brother that's the same age as Kevin. And, you know, he was kind of living on his own and out of the house. And I was like, Man, I want to, you know, I want to grow up. I want to, I want to get out of here. And I just didn't know that that would be, you know, my ticket. Um, I didn't mean that in a right. bad way, getting out of town. Yeah, you know, but I, I just wanted to to stand on my own two feet. And um, I, little did I know that my career would, you know, evolve into that. Um, but it's it's been nothing but a blessing. And you know, Isn't that the first time you flew or the second time you flew? Uh, that was the second time I'd ever flown on a plane. But the oh, first wow. Time I flew. 
Yeah, first time by myself. So I was quite scared. <laughs> <laughs> now, um, did you always knew you wanted to be a singer or did it click during that moment? Um, I mean, I'd always, I'd always enjoyed singing my whole life, um, listening to my grandparents sing in church, my mom and dad singing in church. Um, and then, you know, I was, I was probably four or five, you know, singing in the kids choir and, um, you know, I just, I loved it. Um, at, at, you know, fast forward to the age of 12 and I was like taking my cassette tapes, you know, to the, uh, to the musical director at church saying, Hey, you know, I want to sing these leads and I want the adult choir to back me up. <laughs> and the, uh, the musical director was like, uh, are you kidding me? And I was like, no, no, no. I want to, I want to do this song as a special music. And so uh, it was just something that I did. It was something that I found joy in. It was able to touch other people's lives. Um, I worked at my church as the wedding coordinator. So a lot wow. of people prepared me to be the wedding singer. This is before Adam Sandler made it famous. <laughs> <laughs> the wedding singer. But, um, yeah. you know, it was just something that I did. I, I never in a million years imagined myself making a career out of it. I will tell you that. Um, I was about to go off to Cincinnati Bible College and study uh, youth ministry and music ministry. So I thought I thought that was you know what God had planned for me in my life at that time, but little yeah. did I know that He would you know just kind of pluck me out of Lexington, Kentucky, and uh, toss me to Orlando. And she's from Pikeville, Kentucky. Yes, uh, other side of the state. Okay, yeah, yeah. Pikeville. We say, we say yeah, Pikeville. Pikeville. <laughs> and, oh, that's right. Now, <laughs> when did y'all know that? as a band y'all had something because of course there's always that struggles at the very beginning and we'll get into that in a minute mm -hmm. but when did you when was the point where you were like we may have something uh i want to go to like 1996 um i'm gonna go early early 1996 we were over in germany actually performing at a festival with a bunch of other artists and uh, we were in the uh, we were in the catering department, not even on the stage, but we were in the catering department oh, wow. in a local press, you know, there in Germany. And so, you know, we were Americans, so they were like, "Oh, you guys, you know, all the way from the states, you know, um, how long have you been together?" We were like, "Oh, three years, you know, that's a long yeah. time." <laughs> and uh, uh, we hadn't even had a hit on the radio or not really made an impact at that time. And so we started singing a cappella, and when we were singing a cappella every artist that was in the catering and even behind the stage they all turned like like oh my gosh like these guys are for real and um they can sing. that's you know i, I kind of knew at that point that hey you know we have us we have a sound we have a signature sound that you know will hopefully you know last forever and um you know we've done we've done and it has we're pretty close to forever <laughs> <laughs> so Tell us about the moment and how did y'all two meet? Oh, us two? <laughs> yes. Well, well, we know how y'all <laughs> met. <laughs> we met on a music video uh, set. Um, mm -hmm. I was cast. I was in L.A., what, eight months? I was going to be a yeah. big actor. And, um, I was actually auditioning for a commercial, and a casting director saw me auditioning for another commercial, and he pulls my headshot. And he puts it, and he was casting for their video. And uh, ah. he talked the, uh, I was a six girl out of, there's supposed to be five girls. And he talked the director into adding this one girl. And little did we know that it was because he had a crush on me. So he asked <laughs> to go out with me. And then, um, so I was late. I should, me and Kevin should be actually late because <laughs> I'm always late. late, right? So I was late <laughs> to the shoot that I had no idea what it was. I just was going, okay, this is going to pay, you know, another month's rent. And I'm all excited. And literally walked in while they were doing your, as long as you love me. Yeah. Um, and they were just doing like, I think you were doing the band scenes. And of course I walked in the wrong door and had to cross <laughs> the stage in front of you. Oh my God, I'm so embarrassed. No, it was, it was great. I <laughs> loved it. I loved it. And then uh, you were kind of prepped before me in the band. Yeah. Um, on, on the way, it was probably about four, or 4.45 or 5 o'clock in the morning. And we were in the van uh, headed to the shoot. 
and I mm. got a picture. Um, I had a stack of photos of all the headshots of the young ladies that were going to be in the video. And I got to yeah. the very last, the very last one. It said Leanne Wallace, and I was like, "Wow!" I, you know, just took a mental note. I have to remember that name. And so <laughs> I and uh, this was uh, this was the fifteenth of June, nineteen ninety-seven. Uh, it was actually Father's Day that day, uh, um, and it was a it was a two-day video shoot out in California. Uh, she shows up about what'd you get there about nine o'clock. Yeah, my call yeah. was probably at 8.50. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Yeah. I was getting yeah. up really late. So uh, Leanne, Leanne comes in, and I've, I've got a cup of coffee in my hand and a basketball as a, as a prop in the video. And she comes over. She goes, hi, my name is Leanne. And I go, I know. <laughs> she was like, what? And she's like, well, how do you know? I said, well, I had the liberty of you know, seeing your headshot uh, on the way here this morning. Cause I'd already been there for like four hours. Right. So I was in work mode and um, she comes up, she's like, well, I guess I owe you one. And that's what she said. And I was like, I was like, okay, I'll take that as a, as a positive. Right. <laughs> yeah. No, just wow. Like that. Wow. from that day on, we have been together. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> now, when y'all did y'all have a connection right from the beginning? I mean, did it did it was it just God? You just knew that this was God. I think so. I mean, like I, we always. <laughs> right? He's you like know, I did, <laughs> but you try to fight it because you're like, no, it's probably just because he's. Fa they say he say he said he was famous, but he wasn't famous <laughs> in the U.S. yet. Yeah, it's all right. Like, I was like, hey, you know, we're huge. You know, we're huge in Europe. She goes, she goes yeah, me too. And I was like, really? <laughs> no idea. But I think when we met, I was like, wow. And so you have all these emotions and feelings. And gosh, I think by the end of the day, we were eating catering together, laughing. You were feeding me like dessert. And it was yeah. just, it just was. Like, you just, yeah. mm -hmm. you kind of knew. You know, that's like, um, Sandy and I, we met online back in February of 02. Mm -hmm. And it was one of them connections where even though we yeah, couldn't be face to face, connection. we were, it was like February 2nd, we met online. February 4th, we talked on the phone for the first time. February 18th, we set a wedding date. And March 4th, we met in person. Oh, so we were meeting in person to see who we were going to marry because we yeah. just knew that this was a God connection. We did. That's wow. You, you're like, you were ahead of the love at first sight. Oh, right. The married at first sight. Okay. Yeah, we watched a lot of that we show, I guess, because we could relate to them. Yeah, we could relate. <laughs> yeah, a but certain it actually, level. yours worked. Well, it's, it's kind of like, it's kind of like you got mail. Right. <laughs> oh, yeah. 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 That's awesome. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it's been crazy during 18 years married now. So y'all, yeah. how long now? 21. Yeah, well, 21 in September. Yeah. I was going to be here because I'm really bad with numbers <laughs> and dates. So I was like, what year is it? 21 years. <laughs> 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 2000. Yeah, you guys are as old as how did y'all keep your marriage strong during those times? Because again, you know, that's usually, you know, like they say, especially with men, that there's two things that almost ruin men, women and money. <laughs> and, and, you know, and, you know, being right in the middle of the entertainment, being the hottest thing out there at the time. I mean, you just, you just don't get no bigger than the Backstreet Boys. How did y'all build that relationship so strong that you could overcome anything? I you think, want to take that one? <laughs> well, I think, you know, early on, right when we got together, uh, we dated for three years before we got married. Yeah, three years. But, like, I guess eight to ten months into our relationship, he had open heart surgery. So we had to, like, we had to take everything down and, you know. Um, wow. Oh, wow. 11, 11, 11 months. months. It was May of. Uh, I told uh, you I'm It was May of 1998. So we had been together for 11 months. And <laughs> Leanne was nursing me back to health. Yeah. yeah. So literally I, I quit like, cause I was modeling, acting and I, I moved to Orlando, moved to Orlando. temporarily for you. Mm -hmm. And we started, you know, doing his rehabilitation. And, um, then from there, I went on the road with him for a little bit because of, he had to have oxygen under the stage and just, 
just extra care and that I mean I kind of liked him a little. <laughs> <laughs> and then um, I think I think what kept us together and what keeps us together is being together. And then when you're yeah. when you can't be together, I would always say our phone calls were our dates. So if he told me right. he was going to call and he didn't, he better have a really really good. <laughs> Um, and it, it kind of held him accountable too, but he's he's always been the the guy that I think when your mom babysat your like friend next door, you wanted to have the baby, you wanted to hold the baby. He's always been like the family type, you know, man. If if he were like wild and crazy, I don't know that it would have really worked. No, it, it wouldn't have. And being to get like I said, Bailey literally grew up on the road. So Fred. Wow. <laughs> To a big boy bed, and that his bunk was his big boy on bed on the tour bus. So we literally just—I think the more time we could spend together and like grow our roots, um, I I think just being together mentally, physically, laughter, communication. Yeah, but this one, this one here is what I mean. What I've always wanted, you know, as a little boy, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. grow up and and be married and have a family, and I mean, that's that's really what I wanted. Um, I didn't really, you know, long to be a, a pop star. It just kind of, it, it happened. And I, obviously I put the work in and the effort in, but, mm-hmm. you know, our world's colliding at the, at the perfect time. I think it was the perfect time because, um, you know, the Bashy Boys were about to take off, you know, to, to outer space. And uh, Leanne was there to be like, hey, you know, let's just keep things in order and keep things in yeah. order. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and again, it reminded me as a as a child, as a little boy. I'm like, man, I've always wanted to be married and have something stable. That's, you know, that's why you work so hard is to have something to work for. And yeah, mm-hmm. he, like, you know, held the reins when it came to that. And I'm I'm thankful for that. Thank God for the wives, right? <laughs> yeah. Because it's like, you know, I went through 19 years of addictions until God healed me 13 years ago. Um, so I've been sober 13 years. But the first five years of our marriage was really hectic on her because of those addictions. But she never nagged me, never put me. She she loved me in spite of the addictions. And sometimes people, when we tell our story, will say, oh, she let you walk over her. And they don't understand that she allowed me to experience Christ's pure love through her. Uh, Absolutely. And, and as a whole, there's a big difference. And if it weren't for that, I probably wouldn't be alive. We wouldn't have two kids. We definitely wouldn't be together. We so, wouldn't be here doing. We wouldn't show. be here with y'all. <laughs> so, uh, so again, it's one of the things that thank God for strong wives. Oh, definitely. Oh, we need a book or a song or something called "Thank God for Strong." Hey, <laughs> <Gee>, no pressure. <laughs> <laughs> you, guys, you guys write songs too, right? You start writing songs. Yes, yes. I, I, we write lyrics. Yeah, we write okay. lyrics. Okay. I've been doing that since 12 or 13. We've written, and we've written about 300 together. sets of lyrics together. And yes. In fact, that's what started all this up is because years ago, back in 2013, I was like, you know what? She's always chased my passions. Let's chase her passion now. And then all of a sudden, I enjoyed this side of it. We were writing together. Then I started connecting with up and coming country artists and all that. Then I launched New Country Buzz to kind of help that out. And next thing I know, we just year by year do a little bit here, a little bit there. And then here we are today. That's a great story. That's That's a really great story. (laughs) And, and, you know, but the sacrifice is huge. And I know for y'all it is too. And I want to get all three perspectives. Right. Because this is perfect. you know, a lot of people, they see the glory of a Backstreet Boys. They see the glory of a Blake Shelton, but they don't see the grind, the sacrifice, the tears, the struggles that it takes, not just to get to your level, but even a career level within music. And I want to hear from all three perspectives. I want Brian to start, but I want you to talk about the beginning before the fame come, the kind of the struggles to get there. Then I want Leanne to kind of talk about the struggles of as y'all married that y'all had to go through as the, it blossomed. And then of course, I want Bailey to hit it from two points. One from being the son as it's growing. Yes, growing up in the And world. now trying to follow in the shadows, even though he don't want to, he wants to be a country star, but you know, people yeah. still want to say you're, you know, so just hit it from all the angles. Absolutely. Uh, okay. Well, the, I mean, the very beginning for us, um, it was, it was tough. I mean, it was really, really tough. We sang at every, I mean, every door opening to a, 
to a pet store to a, I mean, if you had a, if you had a cardboard box that was opening, the Backstreet Boys were going to sing at it. I mean, I'm and it was like we sang for our dinner. We sang for our rent money. Uh, we did anything and everything airplane. we could. Yeah, we sang on an airplane one time, like <laughs> over the intercom. I mean, it's, it's, it was a grind. It was a real, it was a real grind. Um, we were thrown in a white van. You know, every artist has that wow. white van. Story. <laughs> <laughs> that white van story. And, um, you know, when we got those like 15 passenger vans, when they first came out, we were like, mm -hmm. oh my gosh, this is like a limousine. You know, it was like huge. So everybody, <laughs> you know, everybody had a row and that was your bed. That was your like pre-bunk before a tour bus. We were uh, traveling around uh, singing at middle schools and high schools and uh, grade schools, like everywhere we could to make a name for ourselves uh, and even to be recognized by a record label, um, to be recognized by songwriters and for somebody to believe in us. And it was Jive Records, you know, very first, you know, wasn't our wasn't our first record opportunity. We were supposed to sound with Mercury Records out of California. Wow. And wow. That that fell through. I don't know why it fell through, but they got, mm -hmm. got a couple feet and they said no. And so we felt we felt defeated. We thought, oh my gosh, we're actually gonna make it, you know, with a label's help. And then it fell through. So we had to start back at the drawing board. A lot of people don't know that. Wow. Um, wow. Then, you know, we ran into this guy named Dave McPherson and Jeff Finster. These were AR guys at Jive Records uh, out of New mm -hmm. York. Um and it was just, I mean, the, the story, the story wrote itself at that point. Um, they, they hooked us up with uh, Clive Calder. Clive Calder is the, was, was the CEO and founder of Jive Records. He had, uh, he had R. Kelly, he had Five, he had uh, a lot of the, a lot of the urban acts at that time in the mid to late eighties, early nineties. And so they were, they were making an exit. So when they when they signed us, it was kind of like, well, what direction are they going in with this, you know, five white guys that are singing? <laughs> it was just different at the time. And and, uh, yeah. Yeah. And, and, really yeah. And we we grew up, you know, with the, I grew up in the church, obviously, like I said earlier. So I had that that gospel R&B influence in me. And I think we all did. You know, we loved the boys, the men's and the shies and the Jodeces and the temptations and the four tops and like just real music, real doo-wop stuff. And so that was, that was the beginning. I mean, once we got signed, uh, they shipped us over to Sweden to work oh, wow. with a guy, uh, they shipped us over to Stockholm, Sweden to work with a guy named Dennis Pop. Now Dennis Pop wrote all of the Ace of Bass hits. Like, mm -hmm. I'm on the side and it opened up my I love mind. that song. All these songs. So, <laughs> Oh, um, you know, we thought we thought we wanted to be this, you know, you know, like urban band, you know, vocal group. And so they ship us over to Sweden and we work with Dennis Pop and then we inevitably get with a guy named Max Martin. Max Martin was Dennis Pop's understudy. Right. And that is when it clicked. We did. Wow. Uh, wow. The very, very first song we did was We've Got It Going On uh, over in Sweden. Mm -hmm. it blew up, you know, it blew up in Germany. And then it just started tracking around the world. And then it took another year and a half for us to even break uh, in the U.S. And wow. Was that a struggle for you? Um, you're, you're this big person overseas. Uh, you're yeah. from the U.S. And, and it's not broken yet. Yeah. You know, it was it was actually both. I'm going to give you uh, two, <laughs> I'm going to give you two sides, because there was there was a time when we were doing arenas in Europe uh, and there would be five or six thousand people at the Munich airport in Germany to, you know, to send us off when we go back. Yeah, right, yeah. Or, or to welcome right. us, yeah, or to welcome us. <laughs> <laughs> and so we would, we would fly all the way home to Orlando and we get off the plane and nobody knew who we were. And at first, at first it kind of, it kind of bothered us. But then after the success started flooding throughout Europe and the UK. Became your break. Then it got all the way to yes. Canada. Yeah. We would fly home and it was kind of like a, a breath of fresh air. It was like, mm -hmm. wow, you know, you got to really live your life outside of being, you know, a superstar. And I'll right. never forget, um, I'll never forget AJ and I, we thought we'd be real smart one day and go to the Florida mall. Well, we went uh, to Florida mm -hmm. mall and we ran into, um, 
there was this busload of Brazilian girls oh. and just showed up at the airport. I mean, at the, at the mall. Mm-hmm. And so we're walking through and we're in this jewelry store, like looking and yeah. I'm telling AJ like, dude, man, when we really, really make it, you know, around the world, when we really make it, you know, we'll be able to come in this jewelry store and buy like a gold chain or something. <laughs> like, <laughs> we'll, we'll have the money to afford it. Right. Mm-hmm. And so this girl sees me and AJ and they're like, oh, you know, and, and the Brazilians, they speak Portuguese. So she was like, really? she starts hollering to her friend. And so we get chased out of the mall. <laughs> and that was kind of when it was like, oh my gosh, like our freedom is slowly going away. And then, you know, the, you know, the ship hit with quit playing games. Uh, right. You know, and then the uh, Viacom introduces mm-hmm. TRL and TRL finally plays our video. And uh. it's just kinda like, it was onward and upward from there. So, and that's a perfect lead in for Leanne. So as this started exploding, yeah. how was you handling those moments? Because again, you know, you got, you kind of got thrown into this by him falling in love with you. <laughs> that was spooky. Yeah. Well, I mean, here's the thing. The spooky part was I didn't think I was ever going to get married and have a kid. You know, that yeah. was crazy. So God knows wow. better, obviously. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Um, I, you know, when we first started dating and I thought they hadn't really hit here yet and they were just like teetering and I was really excited. Oh, they're going to be on the TV and I was calling my mom, you know, look at the TV, everybody. And then as the first, I guess, tour I went on was, gosh, over in Europe, over in Europe. And I swear to you guys, I was so scared. They, I got almost got left at a quick out. I didn't know anything. And these girls were like. Thousands of oh, wow. the girls were falling over and they're all packed out in the crowd and they're screaming. I was like, whoa. And I almost literally didn't like move on because it was scary. It was like, wow, it was freaky, you know. And then, yeah. of course, you don't have a choice, you know, you're in love. Um, <laughs> I, I think like your love that love stinks. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, you're in love, so you can't. But I, I really think it was really, really hard when we would tour because we would have to take separate vans. So if you were with mm-hmm. them, we couldn't be seen with them. So they would take us in the front door and take them in the back door. And when fans oh, wow. were on wow. the girlfriends or wives, we would get our hair pulled, things thrown at us, death threats. I go, oh my God, I so oh many Man. with him. Um, we had to have like the CIA or something like come to our video shoot because really, really bad stuff. So oh, wow. it's, it's you know, it's really, you're not prepared for stuff like that, you know? No. Like, so, um, yeah, you're definitely not prepared. No, I mean, why would you be? And then they happen, and it's you just get bullied. And thankfully, now most most of the girls like me. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. We still got a couple of hundred thousand that don't. Yeah, yeah, because you were you were taking, you know, back then you were taking their single guy there. Oh, uh, their future husband, maybe. They and they still right. talk about it. Your fault. <laughs> And we wanted to, I mean, they were going to cry. They hated me. But no, yeah. I mean, I finally, after 23 years together. Yeah, 23 years. Wow. Um, I mean, they are starting to warm up. I'm just kidding. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so, wow. wow. Someone said they loved it when you, they saw that you're getting your star on Hollywood. On the Hollywood yeah. Walk of Fame. Yeah. That was so fantastic. Yeah. Yeah, that was, that was a that was a moment. That was a that was a cool moment. Uh, it was actually presented to us by uh, Max Martin, the the famous writer and producer that uh, basically yeah. helped us get there. Uh, wow, wow, pretty cool, pretty cool. So now you know, anytime if you want to walk on us, you can just <laughs> walk. <on us. laughs> so let's get it from Bailey's perspective. Um, before yeah. we talk about your career a bit later, um, mm-hmm. let's talk about growing up in the spotlight because you know sometimes people would think my dad's in the spotlight but they see him as dad how did you see him and how did his fame affect you as you were growing up you know i i don't think his fame or what he did for a living hit me until i was probably about 12 years old oh wow wow like they said i mean i i grew up on the road you know my my crib was a my first big boy bed was a bunk because i'm on a tour bus so (laughs) For me, that was normal. 
and you were on stage yeah I was things. I was going yeah. on stage introducing them or you know and then at one point when I was 10 or 11 I started uh singing you know like three songs and opening up for the opener for them on tours in Europe and the U.S. Oh, wow. it was just it was normal it didn't seem like you know there was any other way of life so when you would you know go home and try to make friends and you're like wait we're, we're so different like you think about it well, but yeah because i homeschooled too so i didn't have that you know social uh, type uh, yeah five days a week so it was it was a big adjustment so um you know it was kind of hard to make friends sometimes you know you didn't have a lot in common but um i wouldn't trade my life or the experiences i've had I mean, for anything. And it can, it can be hard sometimes. It was really hard in high school to make friends and, and do what we do. And, you know, me to dip my toe in the water in music, it was difficult. And but, make sure they loved you for you. Yeah, that was the thing. I mean, yeah, that's tough too. Yeah. Come in and out of the picture just because, you know, they wanted a glimpse of life. Um, <coughs> I think now I'm, I'm starting to find myself in a great balance between you know, normal reality and our music world, you know, our business, hard work, uh, what the true meaning really is behind it all. And, um, you know, I, I wouldn't trade where we are right now for the world either. I feel like um, we're all at a really good place in our life. And uh, I love that. We'll ever stop being in the business, but we definitely. Need and, you know, um, you talk about growing up in the car. We had Carlene Carter on our show last year and yeah. she talked about the exact same thing you said she said you know all she knew was the road she said oh, we didn't yeah. celebrate birthdays like at a house we celebrated yeah. birthdays wherever we were on the road yeah. my it was my seventh birthday we were in croatia you know, <laughs> like, you know, like, where is that? You know, like, yeah. you know what? Remember, they found you a Sco he was into Scooby Doo. Oh, yeah. They found him a Scooby. They made him a Scooby Doo cake. The caterers yeah. and yeah. like, I'll tell you that the good thing about you homeschooling on the road is that he went to places where we were studying. So we were in, yeah. Scotland, in Croatia and Germany. Exactly. So he actually got to like be like experience, experience, and see it. A history buff, like I, I love history. It was my best subject through school. So, like, when we would go to, you know, other countries, I was like, you know, like, I loved it. That's what probably got me into it all, was being able to see all of that. And Can we tell a funny, funny story? Yeah. So, really quickly, when he was, I don't know how old you were, he was a big Sesame Street buff. And uh, he used to come in in the mornings, or we would grab him, and uh, he would come and snug, snuggle on the bed with us. We'd turn on the TV while mom and dad really tried to wake up, and he's like... <laughs> So um, husband was, he walked out of the room to go, I don't I know. Had to, I had to run to the guest house or something. I had to go get something. So, so I he went out of the room, uh, Elmo's on, and all of a sudden the Backstreet Boys come on and sing with Elmo. And then he goes, he starts crying, Daddy, Daddy, oh. Sesame Street without me. So when husband left the room, he thought he ran to Sesame Street. <laughs> oh, <wow. laughs> Another issue too that I've seen too, and I'm sure you go through this, Bailey. We had Anna Christina Cash on the show last year also, and she's married to John Carter Cash, which is of course the son of Johnny Cash mm -hmm. and June Carter Cash. And I was asking about about the whole Johnny Cash thing, and she says that her husband, the hardest thing that he goes through right now, trying to develop his own career, is so many people are like, "You're not Johnny." Ah, uh, yes, the comparison. And, and he's like, I'm not trying to be my dad. I'm trying to be me. Do yeah. you run into that same thing where people are like, you're not Brian and, and stuff like that? In a way, definitely they do. I think I got lucky when it, it came to the fact that it was, you know, you were in a, I mean, you're in a vocal group. So I didn't get the backlash just for him, like separately. I got it, right. for, you know, well, your five uncles are superstars and you're going to try to make it like... <laughs> 
<laughs> I, I get I would get a, a good bit of like I mean not even really hate but just people giving me crap for trying to to do music because you know why would you even need to do music you know your life is so perfect and all this <laughs> like stuff. you don't have passion Come on, like right. you know and yeah I mean just judging I mean that that's the problem with our world is we just judge so quick and uh, now with social media um, and how you know technology is today it's even easier to attack people and to go after them. So, you know, that's my way now of my generation of making it. So, you know, I get, you know, hated on quite a bit for trying to make it, but, but I think um, love is just two times. We all get hated on, but I think in your position, you probably get hated on a little bit more. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's just a little bit. It's, <laughs> it's tough because, uh, you know, some people, you know, look at it and, and think, oh, this is, a you know, another generation of music. Let's give it a shot. And a lot of people are super welcoming and inviting and country music has been great to me. Um, and then others, you know, won't play my songs or, you know, won't have me around because they're like, ah, you're fine. You know, or why, why do you want to do this? And I'm like, oh, wow. because I love it. You know, because it's what I know. Or like, it's because, you know, yeah. it or and, it. Yeah, and, I, and I mean, I get it. It's, it's very easy to view um, the situation like that from an outside perspective. It uh, doesn't mean it's not hard, but um, I mean, I do it because I love it. And, you know, I've grown up writing songs with dad and listening to every genre of music in this house and his mom. Like, I mean, so, I mean, I, I grew up with my grandparents, um, you know, listening to Johnny Cash, Merle Haggard, Tammy Wynette, Patsy Cline, George Jones. Mm -hmm. um, like, you know, that was, that was my life growing up. I would pick going to see my grandparents over friends. Not like I had that many. But like, <laughs> I, I, I love that. So, when, you know, opportunity came rise for me to do music myself. I, I was like, let's do country. You know, I want to try country. You should um, tell a um, story because we were in we were in Las Vegas doing the Backstreet Boys uh, <laughs> residency. And we were out. Mm -hmm. uh, we went out to dinner as a family one night on a, on a night off. And, you know, Bailey looks at me and he's like, Dad, you know, I've got I've got something I want to run by you. And I was like. Yeah, buddy, go go ahead, shoot. And you know, he mentions like I want to do country music. Wow. Wow. And, That's what we said. <laughs> yeah. And he, like like when he says that, I was I mean, I, I wasn't even, you know, at that point I, I wasn't even in shock. You know, I mean I think my response I, I think my response was, why not? Right? I looked exactly. Him, exactly. I looked him dead in the face and I was like, why not? And I think you know, I think he, I don't know, not to speak for you, but I, I felt like he was a little worried that I wouldn't be accepting of it or like, you know, well, you've got to follow in your dad's footsteps. You know, I, I didn't expect that. You know, I wanted him to be his own man. And when he said that, it just, it clicked. It was like, wow, he wants to, he wants to take on the world by himself. Oh, that's so, awesome. That's a big feat. And so why not? You know? I think it was, also, it was a, a great mission because I thought, you know, here's a genre that I could escape myself in uh, first, you know, and, and try mm -hmm. to the water and, and get there eventually. And, and countries, I mean, any genre music is hard work, but country too, I mean. Well, let's hear you. You're going to perform a song for us, right? Um, yeah. Yeah. What? Yeah. <laughs> I've got one. I can play Patches because that's kind of relevant to. Oh, yeah, for what we're talking here. about. Do you want an original? Do you want one off the? Let's do an original. Yeah, original would be great. Like I was, like I'm playing. And, and while he's getting prepared, Brian, somebody asked, "Would you ever do the mass singer?" <laughs> um, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I I think it would be good. I think I can do a lot of different things with my voice. So yeah. masking that, uh, I think it would be fun. I I don't know. I mean, why not? Why not? Awesome. Exactly. I love yeah. that. <laughs> I'm so blind. Like I, I see crustage coming up, but I can't barely see you guys. I'm like, unless I squint, get up really close. <laughs> <laughs> yep, we have a lot of questions and comments. Yeah. yeah, just popping them up. And yeah, that's one great thing about StreamYard. You know, a lot of people use Zoom. We mm -hmm. use StreamYard because you can pull people's comments and I stuff up. It. We love that. Yeah, yeah, we haven't done. We've done tons of Zoom, but I think I love this. Sarah, Sarah's like. Will you please play a Backstreet Boys song? We've had a lot of requests to hear we about have. you, about yeah, you I'm singing. Sure. Yeah. I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure. That's funny. You, um, 
I might do a little ditty real quick. What? Uh, oh, we would love we that. We would love that. You and Bailey should do. We'd be honored. Um, the one you do. Yeah. Don't 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 give it away. That one. Do that one that you one. do. Do that thing you do. Dude, that's right. <laughs> we have been playing the song game all the time, and now I think there's an app, and I should have have done this. We've been playing out all our happier life. And anytime that we're talking about something comes up in a sentence that sounds like I want it that way or something like that, yeah, sing it. So do that thing you do. Hey, Bubba, I'm gonna stand out and let you have some room. Okay, and squeeze it out. Just for yeah. yeah. This chair, because this guitar is huge. You want to sit here in the center? Yeah. Uh, do you do you mind if I step out too, or is it good? That's Either, Either way, way however, Either way. whatever way you yeah, want for him. Yeah, whichever way you all want to do it. I just, I just squeeze over here. Sometimes. All right. Now, Bailey, if you want to tell us a little bit about the song, and yes, then the floor is yours. Do. Okay. All right. So, um, I'm a pretty avid songwriter uh, myself. So I've, I've really dipped my toe into writing uh, as well in the last like two years. And so last year when COVID hit. And we were all just stuck inside for half the year. I uh, was sitting in my room in one of my nights of just deep thoughts, thinking about, you know, what's going on, what's happening in the world right now. When are we going to get back to normal? I was frustrated because I just felt like I was getting somewhere in my career and, you know, doing a bunch of shows. And then it all came to a halt. And uh, then I put things in perspective and I just thought, Every day is a blessing, no matter what, um, no matter what situation we're in, and we don't cherish every day. And I think COVID yeah, yeah, everyone a chance to to realize that, or at least it gave us a chance. Um, you know that we take so much for granted um, in everyday life, and so I just thought, you know, what if God said tomorrow, like, hey, bud, you got you got one more day. What are you gonna do with it? Oh wow, wow. Mm -hmm. um, so I just thought, oh my God. The things I would do, you know, what would everybody do with one more day? Um, so I just I tried to write a song. It's called Patches, um, based off of that. So awesome. Give me a awesome. Bit fuzzy because I don't play this one a lot. If I knew that tomorrow would be my very last day. Would I cherish all the things I've made? If I knew that tomorrow would be the day that I die, would I call my mom and tell her she was right? We don't know. We don't know how long we got, but we sure. Sure can fix a line with patches. If I knew that tomorrow would be my very last day, all my broken promises would be erased. If I knew that tomorrow I'd be a star in the sky, I would kiss the girl. We don't know, we don't know how long we got, but we sure, sure can fix a line with patches. Tomorrow would be my very last day. I would take back all the things I used to say. If I knew that tomorrow, I would have to say goodbye. I would cast my line. If I knew that tomorrow would be my very 
be lasting all my broken promises Oh, beautiful song. Great job. Love it. Love, love it. that. Absolutely beautiful. Thank you so much. Now, Brian, what are you going to do? Yes. I that, Bubba. The fans were asking. And like with him, the floor is yours. Yes. Hey, Bubba, come here. Come here, help me. What do you want? What do you want? Love this. Yes. Uh, okay. So this is just a little exclusive, okay? Ready? Okay. <laughs> Perfect. We'll take it. We'll take it. Ready? Mm -hmm. You are my fire. The one desire believe when I say I want it that way, but we are two worlds apart. Can't reach to your heart when you say I want it that way. Tell me why ain't nothing but a Tell me why ain't nothing but a mistake. Tell me why I never wanted you to say I want it that way. Just a little short version. How about that? <laughs> oh, awesome. And that is my favorite Backstreet Boys song, by the way. We got it right. We got it right. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. A lot of the fans were, mm -hmm. were like, you know, shooting comments on Facebook going, please play a backstreet. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, y'all know a lot of people, they see y'all as artists, right. but they don't see the teams behind y'all. And in our opinion, the teams never get the love they deserve. So if you're going to take a few moments just to tell us about the teams that help y'all be who you are. Mm -hmm. Um, wow. There, I mean, that's, that's exactly right. There are so many people behind the scenes, you know, from managers to agents, to, uh, to record labels, to, uh, staff, to attorneys, uh, to accountants. I mean, <laughs> yes. it, you know, it, it takes an army, uh, and especially with, you know, with five of us, you have five individual guys that, you know, have five individual thinking of what they want to do and how they want to do it. So right. that takes a lot of wrangling, you know, to wrangle everybody together uh, to see the same thing. So, um, you know, the past, probably the past four or five years now, we've been with um, this gentleman named Ron Lafitte out of California. And he just, I'm going to tell you, he's one of my favorite managers of all wow. time. Wow. Uh, he gets it. You know, he started, uh, he started with Metallica back in the seventies, uh, as a, as a merch guy, he was selling merch for Metallica back in the 70s. Oh, Wow. <laughs> and he's, you know, he's, he's just turned into this hugely, you know, hugely successful manager out of California. And he has, he has what it takes. I mean, he has that vision. He shares what our passion is. In the Cause that's important. Yeah. It's it so, is. So important. And you, you have to click, you have to have the right people behind you, the right people with you that see the same things and that want your desires because it's it's easy to want something for somebody and they not want it you know and then you you just kind of you know butt heads a lot so um ron and our staff um at a uh, at patriot management out of california they get it and um and they're really really behind us and helping us you know make the proper steps um, i had an old manager uh, named jeff who's a really good friend of mine he used to represent us years ago and uh some of the best advice Jeff ever gave me was, you know, Brian, you have to take 100 right steps. You have to take 100 right steps in the right direction. Mm -hmm. And it, it kind of put things in perspective because wow. you, have to, you have to take, you know, you can't <clears throat> take leaps and bounds in this business. 
You have to take baby steps. You have to learn to walk. You have to learn to crawl really before you walk. And then once you get up walking, you can take off and run with it. And I think that's what, you know, that's what Bailey's done in the past year and a half. He's really, he's nurtured his talent, um, you know, and, well, your team is your mom and dad behind you, which is very, we're not a bad team to have. <laughs> That's a pretty good team. <laughs> yeah, you want to talk about your team? From mom, mom and dad to band to uh, my media guy, Bobby. Um, Bobby! She's <laughs> um, Just uh, like literally all of our friends and family and people that have uh, helped me along the way and that help out. I mean, my godfather does. Uh, you know, he helps sell my merch. So like, it's like a complete family operation, but um, it takes an army. And just like, you know, I've grown up seeing uh, dad and the people behind the scenes from him, from, you know, guitar techs to mm -hmm. managers, whatever it is. I mean, it's just like a roster of a team. Everybody, if you're on the sidelines, even contributes. Um, and you're not going to be the same team without, you know, your roster. So um, it takes, takes everybody. And, and you know, speaking of teams, we have a third co-host, yes, our little nine-year-old. Come in here. His name's Christopher. I'm gonna run and get him real quick. He has a couple questions for y'all. So Sandy's gonna get him. And we got a two-year-old daughter that when she gets older, we're gonna plug her in the show. And speaking of nine-year-olds, what was it like doing arena tours at nine? <laughs> <It Man>. was... <laughs> that was that was that was the first time I ever. Uh, went up on nine, and it was the NKOT BSB tour in 2012. Yeah, with, um, I was about to be ten, I think, and it was right before my birthday or whatever. It was right when y'all were ending the tour. Yeah, and we were in, I think we were in Norway. Uh, Oslo. Yeah, we Oslo, Norway. Norway. Oslo, and Norway. I, I went up there and started singing. I was so scared. Um, <laughs> that because that was the first time I really sang covers on stage for you guys and yeah. in front of a full arena and it was i mean it was surreal it you was had amazing. literally your remember your ear yeah. your earbuds that were in because he didn't have real ears yeah. yet and you had <laughs> yeah. like he would rode, rode the scooter to the stage got on the stage did his thing rode a scooter off and played basketball <laughs> that was, that was wow <clears throat> you know, because we were talking about him, not the nine-year-old. Oh, yeah. And, of course, there's our nine-year-old. Uh, hi, hi, the trail family. So, what's your favorite food? Favorite food? Oh, God. Mm, yeah. mm. oh man. He, he comes in with important questions. He's got yeah, exactly. That is. Well, mm. right now, mine's sausage and gravy. Ooh, sausage mm. and gravy. Mm. Oh, mm. Any type of pizza, just get me. Um, I'm gonna have to go with Bailey on that one. We have uh, we have a uh, pizza oven mm. in the kitchen, and we make oh, wow. pizzas, Ooh. and they are amazing. So if you can make it how you like it, that's the way to do it. Because what's yours? Mine is pizza. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Great minds think alike. There. <laughs> <laughs> okay, what's the favorite TV show? TV show. Friends. Oh, yeah. Friends, probably still to this day. Yeah. Yeah, we might have to agree across the board on that one. What's yours? Yeah, what's um, yours? Uh, mine is SpongeBob. SpongeBob. Oh, SpongeBob. Hey. SpongeBob. <laughs> <laughs> what's well, been cool about it is he watches a lot of the Nickelodeon and Disney shows. And we, because we're not just an artist show, we're an entertainment show, we've been able to bring on a lot of the actors and actresses on his shows on our show. That's Wait. awesome. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. <laughs> okay, so what's a favorite movie? Favorite movie. Oh gosh. Okay, to pick one, I would say Devil Wears Prada. Oh, that's, mm -hmm. that's one of my favorites. Mm -hmm. Um, well, we there's so many. Uh, what what about uh Jimmy? Let's see, Jimmy Stewart, and It's a Wonderful Life. Oh, oh that's, that's a good, a good one. one. That's Great a good one. one. We have to watch that one every Christmas, too. So. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and, and what's yours? Mine is the Minions movie. Oh, oh. Minions movie. <laughs> yes. Mm -hmm. He loves all the Despicable Me's and all yeah, that. And so does that. Caitlin, our little two-year-old. Yeah, that's great. That's great. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to think of, I don't have, like, one. I, I, I'm going to say, like, Adam Sandler, Chuck and Larry. That movie. <laughs> <laughs> Not one that you should watch. <laughs> oh, wow. 
Bye, thanks. Bye, <laughs> yeah, he, he definitely loves to be on, on the show and all that. And I think he's been on, you know, we what's been crazy is we launched this show January of 2020. And our original plan was 100 interviews our first year. We thought if we could do that, it would be um, a great start to this show. Yeah, good foundation. Then COVID happens. <laughs> yeah. And and I told Sandy, I'm watching everything get I shut down. That. I'm like, well, all these artists and actors and all that, they're free. Yeah. They've got all the time on their schedules now. Yeah. So I reached out to everybody I could. Um, we we bought into one of these databases and we just reached out to everybody. And we ended up doing over 300 interviews last year. Wow. wow. And we're over 400 now. Yes. That's awesome. That's wonderful. So, so it's been, and it's funny, it's, it's like each one, it's like we, we grow and then we stagnate and we grow and we stagnate. And I'm sure that's how yeah, kind of the career journey. has been. It's like a journey. It's like crazy journey. Right. Definitely. That's life, music, everything, you know, the business, everything. Yeah, it's, that way. I always call it a marathon. It's a marathon. It's never a sprint. You know, it's that's right. Marathon. So it's <laughs> like that. <laughs> and I'll close out with the last question here. And this is for all three of you. What would you like your legacy to be? What would you ultimately like to be known and remembered for? Wow. Leave the, leave she gets the, the tough one. Yeah, the easiest one for last time. <laughs> um, oh. Wow, I I think just knowing that we're like we're we love the Lord, we love our family, family first, and that we just do everything that we can as just individuals to be fair, honest, and kind. Like that's yeah. that's me. Hmm. That's a good one, baby. Awesome. I, I think yeah. I, I want to be remembered. I mean, obviously for music, hopefully one day, but for my character. Um, uh, because I would just be a very unhappy soul if no one remembered me for being funny. I <laughs> 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 was like, yeah, he was okay. I'm like, what? <laughs> I'm funny in my mind. Please remember me <laughs> as funny. <laughs> no, but, he's a good um, dude. You're, you're, you're a good dude. He's a great heart. Um, I, I think that I'm going to use those words. Um, just people, you know, remember me as a, as a stand-up individual. You know, I, I, I believe in things that are important to me. Um, and I hope that, that people can see that. Um, and they, if they share in it, they share in it. If they don't, it's, it's not a big deal. We all have our differences, but just as they've watched me over the past soon to be 30 years, you know, I've, I've always stood for the same things and, um, and being represented by these two here, is the most important thing. So. That is awesome. Now, yeah, yeah. now she said last question. We got one more. Question. Oh, that's right. He always does the last question. <laughs> you know, you know, because I think that this is important for other it people is. who are trying to follow into y'all's footsteps. What advice would you give other people as they take this crazy journey in entertainment? Listen to your manager. <laughs> uh, no. I think it's a, for me just to watch because obviously I've been a part of this for 23 years um, for on their side and then my son, mm -hmm. um, mine was eyes and ears open. I would don't get frustrated and you're going to hear a million, million, trillion no's and only a few yeses um, and acting and singing and, and any, any part of this business. I would say be smart and educate yourself on every aspect of this business. I mean, the music, the music industry is a jungle. Really. Yeah. So, I mean, you're going to get lost through that jungle until you find that last patch of trees with open land on the other side. So I think uh, you, I mean, you have to be driven. Um, that's one thing when I just thought I had enough motivation, you have to have more motivation because there's somebody out there that's trying harder than you. Uh, there's mm -hmm. someone out there that's more relentless or has more faith than you to, to get there. So you, you have to compete on a healthy level. Um, you have to keep faith. You have to stay positive, which is probably the hardest one for me. But you have to, you have to keep moving. Um, just keep swimming. Just keep swimming. Just yeah. keep swimming. And, uh, and for me, um, I've, I've always shared like the same story, but you have, to, you have to know who you are when you jump into this business because people are going to pick you apart. 
and they'll continue to do that no matter how successful you are. But knowing who you are when you come in, because there'll be a day when you leave and you're not around anymore. And if you're still that same person, you know, close to that same person, then I think you've done a good job. So you've just got to be strong in who you are in order to have that success and that that yearn, that that drive, like Bailey was talking and we love all that advice because it applies to what because we're chasing the same dream that your beginning was and where he's at you know we want to be the bobby bones the ty bentley's the kelly clarkson show someday uh, someday uh with us as a married couple yeah yeah so have y'all ever um been interviewed by a married couple and family you know, I was thinking there's that one couple, I think one. just one, one time. Yes, and it was eons ago, yeah. right? And we went out to oh, this, wow. I can't even remember, but one. So out of all the people in the world, you're that, you're, you're, we'll you're, take that. We'll take it. We'll take it. Family interviews. Family. Yeah. <laughs> you're doing so, pretty well. If you want to tell everybody, of course, they know how to reach you. But again, I always end like this. Just tell everybody how they can reach out mm -hmm. to y'all. You can go to Bailey's website at mm -hmm. baileylitchell.com. Mm -hmm. um, Instagram is baileylitchell underscore music. Mm -hmm. I got that right myself. That's right. <laughs> um, mine is Leanne Litchell. Uh, Instagram. The blue checks. Uh, Facebook. Blue yeah. checks. Yeah. Blue checks. That's yeah, blue checks. That's very important. I've, I've got uh, brianlitchell.com. I also have rocks picks mm -hmm. on Instagram. It's just rocks picks. Um, I've got the little blue check, so you know it's me. <laughs> And yeah, and bashyboys.com, obviously. So there's a lot yes. of ways to find us. A lot of ways to you, you know, we really enjoyed having you on the show today. Yes, we, we definitely did. look forward to having you all back. And we'd like to do a one-on-one -on -one interview with Bailey down the road, too. Uh, yes, we would. It'd be amazing. Does Willard want to say hey? Oh, yeah. Really? Uh, Willard, you can get King Willard. Hey! Oh, 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 uh, praying for you and sending you really great vibes for success. Yes, continue success. So, Thanks for having us. Anytime. Oh, thanks so much. Thank y'all. Y'all have a great day. Thank you. Appreciate it. You too.